I want my life to, to be a testimony to other people. Like if you will just stay on this road, life and life abundantly, the rest is, is theft, it's loss and destruction. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of This Is My Story. Today's guest, his name is Tommy Sewell. And Tommy's one of my best friends. He's an amazing leader. We met years and years ago doing ministry together at the Word of Life Bible Institute and their island camp in the upstate Adirondack Mountains of New York. And so I'm excited to dive into his story because as we think about what defines a good story, uh, I'm excited for Tommy to uh, peel back the layers of his journey and thinking about how he would come to know Jesus um, and what would define his story as being uh, relevant or having significance um, and how it can re relate to someone else. And so I think that we'll all have um, some things here we can take away from in Tommy's conversation. First off, just want to say thanks to our sponsors. Word of Life is one of them. So I'm excited to have one of their very own with me today. Also, Christian Healthcare Ministries, an alternative healthcare solution for you or your family. My wife and I love them and are members and have been for over 10 years. So there'll be links down below. So check those out. And I do want to say my microphone has some sort of issue in this podcast episode. So I'll be uh, jumping in here in a second, just a transition for Tom and I's conversation. But thank goodness Tommy's microphone worked because it was a long way to come from New York to Orlando. So without any further ado, I hope you enjoy this conversation with Tommy. And by all means, please leave a comment down below. Let me know what you thought. And we'll see you on the other side. My main responsibility at Word of Life is I oversee our, our youth camps in New York. So in the summertime, we have three camps. We have the island for high schoolers. And that's kind of where we've uh, spent a lot of time in the summer. We have the ridge, which is for middle schoolers. And then we have the ranch, which is for elementary age uh, students. Yeah. Um, so I also work at the Bible Institute, which is a one or two year program. Um, you can come for one. We obviously we recommend coming for the two. But the way I describe it to people is it's all about building a biblical foundation uh, for life on mission. And so we say we specialize in building that biblical foundation. The entire curriculum is made up of spending time in God's word, studying the books of the Bible, studying theology. And that's kind of the, the meat of the curriculum. But at the end of the day, uh, we want to prepare students for the rest of their life, serving God for the rest of their life. And we believe that starts with the foundation. Then I say, you know, once you get the foundation built, you can put whatever house you want on top of it. Yeah. You know, you can go be, if you want to be a pastor or a missionary or an electrical engineer or whatever you want to do, the foundations, what counts. And, you know, it's the same true when you're building, like you can have the nicest house on the street, but if your foundation's flawed, yeah. it's just a matter of time. And so that's why we are so passionate about building foundations for life on mission. And that's what the Bible Institute's about. So we, we believe that um, the educational process isn't complete until we've given students a chance to actually put what they're learning into practice. And so we have a, an entire, that's where I work, we call it the ministries department. And every student's getting the opportunity uh, to get hands-on experience, sharing their faith, serving people, and doing camp is a big part of that, but all kinds of different things. They're actually right now while we speak, our entire freshman class is in New York City and they're going out on the streets every day. So there's like almost 200 people down there going out and sharing their faith. So my first question to Tommy for this episode was just tell me what you do at Word of Life and, and what is the Bible Institute really like? So if you got a good idea for that, um, I encourage you to check the link down below about Word of Life. There's so many camps around the world that you can 
choose to get involved in, go to send your kids to. And so back to the episode, I asked Tommy a question about his story. You know, just tell me your story. And Tommy's not a professional athlete, hasn't been involved in drugs and alcohol, or been to prison, um, never really dealt with depression, anxiety. And so, um, you know, you might be thinking, well, then what's the story? And as always on this podcast, we say that the story is not about us. It's not about me. It's not about Tommy. It's not about you. The story is about our God. It's about God's son, Jesus Christ, and how we find ourselves in a relationship with him is the story. And so stick around and listen to how Tommy found his joy and his abundant life when he finally decided to give his life to Jesus. I grew up with this just desire to be cool, to have fun. You know, this is at the height of the action sports, you know, like yeah. X games and, and then gravity games and all the other, you know, there was just, yeah. it was, it was at its peak. And so I grew up with wanting to just be cool. And I think probably even deeper than that was just this, like wanting people to go, this guy's awesome and yeah. he's fun. And so I got invited. I, I grew up at a skate park in the summertime. I was a rollerblader, admittedly. Um, wow, what, but it was like way cooler back then. I don't know. It, no, it was cool back then. Yeah, it was in the X Games. Yeah. I'm pretty sure only girls did it. In the X Games. No, no. <laughs> hey, but shout out to Chris Vickery, right? Yes. He invited me to come be a junior instructor for a, a, for skate camp. Yeah. I wasn't that good compared to the other instructors, but um, he invited me to be a part of that. And that week really changed my life. I lived in this tension of like, I wanted to be cool and liked and, and just you know, be good at, at what I was doing. But I also could see I lived in this Christian culture, right? I, I, lived, I went to a Christian school. I was a part of a Christian ministry. Like I didn't even know anybody that wasn't a Christian at this point in my life. But everybody that I knew inside that Christian culture, I would have said it was like not cool. You know, like it was kind of lame. Like yeah. uh, they just, there wasn't anybody I was like, that's what I want to be. Yeah. And, and, and probably some of that was because I had some longings to be carnal like I, I wanted. So Chris invited me to this week and he brought these other instructors in and they were actually really good, like, um, you know, professional athletes. And that week spent with them, I, what I expected was because I knew they were cool. I knew that they were just awesome. They were so good at what they did. And so what I expected to see once I got kind of behind the scenes with them was that they were going to be like me and that they just kind of like rolled their eyes when it came time for, you know, devotions or memorizing verses or whatever. And what I actually discovered was the opposite. They were excited for the devotions. They were excited to get together and pray together. And, and uh, there was one time I remember Chris sent us all out to pray for 30 minutes. Like we were all to go out on our own and pray. And I was thinking to myself, like, here I am, you know, 14, 15 years old. I'm like, what am I going to do for 30 minutes? Yeah. Like, I'm going to pray for one minute. You know, like, that was just the point where I was at my spiritual journey. I was just like, I don't know. Like, I, and so I remember going away, you know, I was like on this swing all by myself, prayed for as long as I could, and then That's waited. Right. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then we all came back together and he asked everyone to share and I don't know I, I made something up but everybody else like had just like real stuff they were talking about and it wasn't like overnight for me but that week caused this like you know malfunction in my brain because I thought I had it figured out it's like Christian not cool cool not Christian and that kind of flipped out on its head like it is possible to love Jesus and still be really cool to still have tons of fun yeah. and actually I didn't learn this in that moment, but I would go on to learn that actually that is a better representation 
of what it means to follow Jesus. And so that kind of started this thing for me long. It took a long time. I would say it was a year before God finally convinced my heart of that. And then even then I, I also competed in snowboarding for a long time. Um, I, I was successful at a, at a young age. When I was 16, I remember thinking, um, man, I'd love to be a professional snowboarder, but if I'm going to do that, I have to dedicate my life to it. It's every decision I make will be affected by choosing to do this as a career. And I, and I, and that made me pause. And I was like, man, is this what I really want to give my life to? Like I want it. But once I actually start looking at what this is going to cost me, is this what I want to do? And that pause made me go, well, let me, uh, let me take this to God. And so it was again, over the course of, of months of praying and saying, God, help me know what I am to do. Cause I legitimately thought maybe God wants me to be a professional snowboarder. Yeah. That's what I wanted. Yeah. Is that what God wants? And ultimately I came to this again. It was, I didn't have like a dream. I didn't like, you know, have a writing on the wall, but after the course of what I would say was a month or two, I felt like God had, had given me a burden to, to, to reach young people, like teenagers, like the age that I was like, and I, I realized like, okay, that's, that's what I'm to do. It's not to be a professional sober. I didn't stop competing. Yeah. I still did it cause it was fun. And it was actually a great way for me. That was like the first time I ever like shared my faith with a friend was because people that I had met through that. So I didn't stop, but but it also made me go, I was ready at 16 to dedicate my life to something that was going to be a career in years from now. I was ready to do that for snowboarding. And then I felt like, okay, well, God said, um, I don't want you to do that. Um, I want you to serve me and tell people about me, specifically, you know, teenagers. And then it felt like, okay, well, that's not going to happen till then. So I've kind of got all this this kind of free time until I get to like when I'm, I graduate yeah. and I can do that. And I realized like I had this conviction of like, well, but you were going to give your life to snowboarding. You were going to start right now at 16 and give your life to, to snowboarding yeah. until you were 18 or 19 or 20 and actually, you know, was pro. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, I guess I should do the same thing for this. Yeah. And so that kind of launched me into this. And, and I wouldn't say I was perfect at it. Um, but I, I had a desire even from that age to like, I want to grow in this way. I want to learn. I want to, um, you know, look, what is it, how do I, what does it look like to preach and what does it look like to share your faith? And, and I would say kind of that then set my life on the trajectory that it's on now. The next comment or question I made to Tommy was about his relationship with Jesus being at a young age and being fully committed was that how God really preserved and protected him from a lot of potentially dangerous things because he chose to put his faith in the Lord and, and honor God at a young age. And I asked Tommy about that, you know, because I think a lot of times we feel like when we give our life to Jesus young or even at our middle ages or any time that we maybe feel like we're missing out on something that maybe God's ways are not always the best ways. And so I asked Tommy specifically about that. Um, and in which ways that maybe he's experienced, um, you know, being separated away from those that, that were around his age that were not committed to living out his, their faith. So here's what he had to say. This is such an interesting thing that God has done for me. Um, and it's actually, I'm getting kind of emotional thinking about it, but like, I've had so many people who are close to me that have experienced 
that trauma. Like I remember um, I had two best friends growing up. And when I was like 17, they were, they were both a year older than me and both of them. um, I don't know what, what, what rating this podcast is supposed to have, but um, I'll say both of them slept with their girlfriends at 18. And I was, I was with Brittany, who's my wife now at that time. And I was able to see firsthand the destruction that came from that, like the pain and God used that in my heart so that when I was tempted to believe the lie that God didn't actually know what was best for me and, and to believe the lie that like, well, I could just have sex with my girlfriend and it would be okay. That pain was so that I had been so close to in a lot of ways, even felt some of it myself because it affected my relationships with them. And um, like that pain then came quickly with it. And, and so I'm, I'm so grateful that God allowed me to kind of experience that. And it's happened even more since then, um, you know, where I've, I've been so close to something like that and it's God's used it to change my life. And so I say that partially because I don't want to be like, it wasn't necessarily like that. I was just so close to God, you know, for all those years, it was like, but there were some experiences that I think God really allowed to me to, to go through, um, to help me, um, despite his grace only, uh, but it's been an awesome ride. Yeah, and I, I want my, like I want my life to be, if nothing else, just a, a testimony to that. Like, if you will walk with Jesus, you're going to have a ton of fun and you're going to experience, uh, you know, John 10, 10 talks about life and life abundantly. Yeah. And that, well, you know, that was the thing that was, that changed for me is like, when I read that verse, it changed everything for me. It's like, I, that's what I'm really, my heart desires is that life abundantly. And honestly, all of our hearts do. We're just people who are lost. who don't, didn't, you know, get to grow up with the, the spiritual influence to be able to point them to that verse. They're looking for it in all these different ways. And, and God saved me from so many of those dead end roads. Um, and I've, I want my life to, to, be a testimony to other people like if you will just stay on this road life and life abundantly the rest is is theft it's loss and destruction and and i'm so you know like i i want to i think that's part of this podcast you know we you've had a lot of stories on here that have spoken of the theft and the loss and destruction and the reason why we share those stories is to say is is the same reason i share mine right it's just like I'm telling you, if you can stay on the road yeah. and your other people are saying like, when you get off the road, you know, you got to get back on. So, man, I love that God works in people's lives in so many unique and different ways. Um, there's probably some things in Tommy's story that are so different than yours. Um, maybe you were actually one of the people that Tommy's referring to, and you've made mistakes in your life um, that you wish you could take back. And this is a part of, uh, your journey is that you get to get back on the road and, and you get to uh, see Jesus, the power of God uh, made known in your past and in your brokenness and that he can fully redeem that. Um, how? Well, it's a process and um, it can take time, but it's possible. And um, I know that it's possible. In fact, that's one of the things that we want to do here through our story groups. Um, it's one of the things that happens through our curriculum scarred for good. So if you are experiencing something in your story, that's in your past, um, that you're not proud of that still haunts you to this day, um, please reach out, um, drop us an email info at this is my story.org. 
Um, but also maybe you are somewhere um, along the other side with Tommy and you can kind of see that like that road is also kind of lonely um, when you're isolated out. I know for Emily, that was a lot of her story, uh, not partaking in a lot of things that uh, her friends were doing on the pro wakeboarding tour. If you don't know, my wife was a pro athlete when she was young in her teens. Um, and so that's a hard a uh, hard life to be traveling on the road um, alone with all of the temptation. Um, and you're trying to, you know, do what you think is right and what is best to honor God. It's just hard. Um, so if that's you and you're wondering, you know, is um, does your story have significance? Yes, it does. It has the beauty of God. Like that's what we all hope for is that God is capable of protecting us. Um from from every harm any kind of harm that that's um who he is he, he is a good good father and so um we just sometimes need to celebrate the goodness of god and and make that loom larger in our minds and be able to see that and declare that um, more often and better in our lives and so back to tommy in his episode the next part of our conversation has to do with um the power of story our partnership. Uh, this is my story and the Word of Life Bible Institute. Um, we do a story conference now every year. And so we're going to dive into that component uh, of Tommy's story and the power of story. So enjoy this last part of his episode. At the Bible Institute, again, my part of my role in the ministries department is helping students with that hands-on ministry. Yeah. And we have identified um, a primary, if you will, building block to that foundation that everybody needs to have is we want them to be able to share their faith. We see that in the Bible as something that all of us are called to. Yeah. And would then even further, we've said sharing your faith, there, you know, when it comes to sharing your faith, there's three ways that we want students to be able to share their faith. We want them to be able to share their faith through telling their story. We want them to be able to share their faith over the course of a long-term relationship. And then we also want them to be able to share their faith in one conversation. And that's why we have that to be able to share your faith through your story as one of the things is because actually, I believe, and this is not going to be a surprise to you because of how much I believe in this ministry, but I believe that using your story to share your faith is the best. It's the best way. Yeah. I help do a, a preaching class. And I always say when people use their own life as an illustration, it's so powerful because no one in the audience can, can refute that right? That's your life. Like it's hard. If you just use some like example that you, you know, read online or something like a critic or, or a skeptic might sit there and be like, oh, that's probably not true. You know, like, you know, you know, the news these days, you know, yeah. but like your own personal story, it's hard to refute that. And so I, it's so powerful. So with that being said, we identified those three different ways. Um, it was just so natural for us to say like, well, let's do a conference then about how to tell your story yeah. in a, in a way that communicates the gospel to somebody. Um, and so that's in, at the same time you had just finished up scarred for good. It's like, you have to discover your story and then you've got to be able to take the gospel and then you've got to put those two things together. And so I think what we're doing at story conferences, we're saying like, we want to help students really discover their story because, and I I've interviewed you know, hundreds of students over the years. And I would say that everybody would say like, oh yeah, I can tell you my story. Yeah. But what we're doing at Story Conference through Scarred for Good is we're helping them get like deeper than just like surface level story. 
identifying the key moments and ultimately at the heart of it for me is trying to help students realize that they're really telling the story of God in their life. It's not, um, and, and as, as I've heard all these stories over the years, it's like I most commonly would, would critique somebody and say like, that was a great story, except it was about you, you know, and there was like two sentences in there about God. So I, I want to, you know, just to everybody listening, like the scarred for good is so it's, it's amazing to, to go through. Um, yeah, you you guys, you and Matt did such a good job on it. It's been awesome for, I've seen, I've been able to see now hundreds of college students go through it. Both you guys taught some of the sessions and then they were in story groups. Um, but then also I know just from talking with you that this has made a profound impact on churches, youth groups. And I would say, you know, to, to anybody that's listening to this, a pastor, youth pastor, or even if you're just a parent, you know, consider the value in your students, children, being able to articulate their story in a way that shares the faith. And that doesn't come easily, but this curriculum is, I feel like the first step you got to take to be able to do that, discover your own story and really what you're, I feel like what you're trying to do is just kind of dig down deep and then that's going to lead you to be able to share your faith. I think, I think about like, you know, think about Andy Finch, who was on a few episodes ago and me, our stories are alike in some ways. We both love to snowboard, but very different in another way, right? Like Andy, um, you know, he, he lived in the world and doing whatever he wanted to for a long time where I can relate with Andy. And this is what you learn through the discovering your story is that inside of me was also a desire for fame, for wealth, for, I think Andy talked about on the show, he was, you know, women, he wanted that feeling of, of that comes from that. And like, and it, I didn't, I wouldn't have articulated it the same way in my life. We both had this desire. And so the strength in me discovering that in my stories, now I can sit down with lost Andy and say, Hey, I know what you feel. I felt the same way. I was a, I was a ninth grader and I wasn't actually doing any of it, but I, I can relate with you on that. And let me tell you what, what God did in my life to save me from that. Thank you for doing what you're doing. I believe in it. I believe story is so important in this podcast. You know, you talk about your story matters. This podcast matters because this podcast is about story and helping people. Dude, I'm just telling you it's, it's, this is really important. And so um, thanks for doing it. All right. That's a wrap for this episode with Tommy Sewell. Let me do an invitation for you. If you are listening or watching this and you have never gone through a story group, this is what we offer. We do them in person and virtually, and you would like to discover the depth of the gospel in your story, have someone help walk you through that. Um, If you've been through some difficult things, that story group can also help you find uh, ways that then Christ can bring you healing, meaning, and understanding from some of that. Um, If there's an interest that you have to actually just share your faith, um, these are all things that um, I've gone through. Personally, these are things that we are passionate about. This is my story is helping bring to light 
the greatest story in your life, which is Jesus Christ, and help you find purpose and value and grow in every aspect of your life by discovering your story, because we believe it is the power of God in your life to change the world. So drop an email info at this is my story, and someone will get back to you. Just say, I'm interested in learning more about their story groups. Okay, until next time, I'll see you on another episode. Thank you.